world of real and virtual auto sport meets. Mad Sim Racing Media presents the Into the Apex podcast. Oh, we're here into the Apex 51. And uh, Jerry Isaacs joins us uh, from uh, Indianapolis, our good friend from the Indy 500. Patrick and Rob, as always, here. And uh, the story of the day, we're going to, of course, do an F1 Picks of the Week segment uh, for the next three weeks straight. But uh, it, it's it's become kind of the story of the day, of the weekend, probably. Uh, I expect we may see some talking heads about it uh, or YouTube videos or vlogs. We're already seeing social media. Uh, but with Formula Racing back from the summer break and at Spa, uh, it's it's kind of uh, sparked a conversation after a, an accident in the W Series. And I'm not uh, – I, I kept trying to understand that because admittedly I focus on F1. I'm aware of like F2, F3, but I don't watch it. Um, so the W Series, I'm, I'm not quite familiar with it, but I obviously it's open-wheel cars with a halo, and that's where I'm at. Uh, but some trouble there today, Rob. I know you're uh, one of our resident Formula One people and experts, correspondents, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it was pretty messy. So the W Series, if Tyler didn't know, is full as an all-women's feeder series. Um, ah. I, yeah. So it, like I said, it runs on the nice. with F2 and F3. Um, but yeah, it had a pretty bad accident there at the top of Radion. Not Eau Rouge, just in case people were... Radion. Yeah, at the top of the hill. Yeah. So just, just four I, of them went out, and then that fifth one came through, and God damn, that was bad. Yeah, it, that that got a lot of people talking. So I, that's interesting. I where did I miss that? Where have I been that there's a an, an all female uh, open wheel series? Just living under your rock. <laughs> Apparently so. My my American rock here. That's uh, I like that concept actually. Uh, I mean, people talk about you know. Uh, equality and in, in athletics or sports you know talk of the olympics and all this and that but uh motorsport hell look at motorsport it's probably it's i mean it's global it, it crosses all the gender i, I i'm taking a, a sharp right turn here but for, for real i think it's great it's it's, yeah. it's you got instant promotion too right it's running on it's a support race for f1 right so yeah i would never have probably been exposed to it but like I said, it plays even on my TV up here. So a lot of times I go to tune in and I'm just early. The next thing you know, I'm just watching the W series. So can you, you Canadians can see it. We, we, it's oh, not yeah. on, it's not on American television. Really? No, if, no support series. Only F1 is on ESPN. Yeah. In the oh, United wow. States. Can't even yeah. see F2 or F3. Nope. Got to, got to find it some other way. Uh, so that's all. That's probably one reason I'm not familiar with this series. Uh, so. So, so I think it's I think it's really awesome that they have it. But I'm I'm looking at the web page, and it's kind of funny because they got a, a group picture of the drivers, and there's there's one in the middle that's kind of smiling. The rest all look major pissed off. <laughs> I mean, they look like they are ready to come over and kick your ass. So they're scowling. They are they are scowling. Well, they're very intimidating. Well, tread lightly, uh, fellas. Tread lightly. Yeah, yeah. Tread lightly, Jerry. Let's not. Uh, we're a bunch of men. I, um, I hey, they <laughs> could kick my ass. I'm not. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm going to look up a Formula One group photo and see who's smiling and who's not smiling. Is that's that? A, yeah, that's fair. Is that yeah. an interesting experiment? That is. Yeah. So stand by, everybody. We're we're taking a, a little bit of a break here. 
So this says, um, it does say, it's it's interesting, it does say the W Series is a free-to-enter championship launched in 18 that provides equal opportunities for women and eliminates the financial barriers that have historically prevented them from pro- progressing to the upper echelons of the motorsport. Interesting. Now, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't Williams have at least one driver in Formula W? Because I've seen her in like, I think it's like some American commercial. I forget what it's for, though. I think her name's Jamie something. Yeah, because there's a prediction. Uh, there was an article that predicts the, say, I think it's like the 2025 F1 uh, driver class. Okay. She, she is predicted to be in a Williams. Jamie Chadwick. Jamie Chadwick. Yeah. Chadwick, yeah. yes, that's the name. So I found a picture of... Uh, of the 2021 drivers, it's more of like a yearbook photo. I think I don't know how close they allowed them to get because of uh, uh, COVID. So I think you guys will not be surprised by the only driver of all F1 drivers whose teeth you can see. Anybody have a guess? Let's play a game. Hamilton, Ricardo, Vettel, Patrick, you win. Daniel Ricardo, smiling. Daniel Ricardo is the only driver whose teeth you can see. And, and I let me guess the biggest. Frowned on the face is Nikita Mazepin. No, actually, he's not frowning at all. Uh, you know who has? Do you know has the most serious, uh, badass type of look on their face? Who? Lewis Hamilton. Really? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. He's not badass. I would have thought he was the happiest just going into the. He season. doesn't look. I happy. figured. It, it, I figured it was taken at the beginning of the season. Who looks? Tyler. Yeah. Is that the photo where if you look, all the former, all the exi- like current active people who were world champions are wearing sunglasses? No, this is like a yearbook more photo of, of just headshots lined oh, up. Oh, it's just headshots. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then you got Kimi Raikkonen who looks like he just, they said, hey, Kimi, look at the camera. And they took his picture. <laughs> I love him so much, man. Oh, he's a gem. <laughs> so good. So so this accident happens at Spa today, uh, and it's on the heels of the Spa 24. That's what everybody's talking about. Um, massive accident with the GT cars. It's you know the, uh, I think it was a Lamborghini a driver injured, um, several injuries. Uh, in that case, so here's some of the talk, and I think uh, a really good comment on it on Twitter was by David Perel, who uh, competed in the Spa event and drives for uh, drives gt cars in uh in europe uh and he says uh cars bouncing back into the trajectory of other cars is the number one issue uh, when going through this sequence you're always hoping the track is clear on the other side uh that is absolutely true if you look at the spa 24 wreck the lamborghini hits the tire wall and bounces back onto the track and then going over the blind uh, rouge if i'm describing it Ready correctly on. Radeon, uh, AMD Radeon, uh, going through the blind hill there, they come up and they can't see anything and they slam into the other cars full speed. We saw that uh, with Antoine Hubert, uh, his fatal accident in uh, Formula of Cars as well. And that's what kind of haunts people about that. As we're seeing the same movie, the same scene from the same movie in a different setting, a different race every time. And Today, obviously, is a little different. So, Rob, you watched it. Patrick, you and I watched it uh, before the show started. Uh, cars didn't bounce back from the tire wall today. Today, it was more of a wet track matter, correct? 
from what we could tell, yeah, like I said, I wasn't, I don't really have a lot of the context. Like I didn't, I wasn't watching the race at the time. I just seen it after the fact, but I, I, yeah. they're expecting a lot of rain there this weekend. So yeah. it wouldn't, wouldn't shock me if it was just a little damp or just tires were a little cool. Yeah. Seems like backs just snapped out on them. Yeah. They were, they were mentioning in the, in the practice I was watching this morning that um, this was going to be the nicest day of the weekend and that the rest of the days are just going to be absolutely awful. And the track was still damp even when I was watching it because I saw Verstappen's crash, uh, Leclerc's crash today. You know, there, there were a couple of accidents today. For sure. And the wet, I mean, that's what we want to see is this kind of rain changing it up. But in this case, I mean, you watch the video of the of the of the, of the W series cars, uh, you know, car after car is going up trying to make the bend up up the uh, hill. And they're not turning. They just keep going into the tire wall and they pile into each other. I mean, it's like a pile up in the snow uh, on a highway, just yeah. piling in. Uh, so here's the here's the question. Here's what's being discussed. So, so what the uproar at the moment is it's time to make a change. It's time to change Spa and Rouge Radeon, whatever is Radeon the proper term, Rob? I don't want to. I just, I'm just, I've been actually kind of chuckling with all your American bastardizations of French words so far. <laughs> say, say it again. Say it for me, Rob. Radion. Radion. What Radion? am I? And what am I saying? Ra, 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 you're saying raid like raid. It's Radion. Radion. Like a rad. Radion. So I'm saying Radion. Yeah, and Antoine Hubert. <laughs> Just say top of the hill. Just say top of the that's hill. That's why you guys. I think everybody out there, Rob, can hear me hesitate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nobody, nobody is feeling confidence from me as I say these things. I also, I almost said you bear, but I was like, <laughs> if that's wrong, I'm going to sound like nope. a real asshole. No, nope, that's what it is for sure. My dad's from a place in Quebec called Saint Hubert. So it's not Hubert. Definitely not. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> May you rest in peace. I'm committing uh, committing a, a terrible act. Uh, I can't speak. Uh, so ready on. So is ready on. Is that's the top? Top of the hill. Just say top of the hill. Yeah, Call top it. Of the o- hill. And Eau Rouge is is the upslope. It's no. It's just that little kink at the bottom where you hit the curb on the left when you're driving up. Okay. It's that just that little tiny thing there is, is Eau Rouge. It's one of my favorite tracks in the sim, but. You would think I would know the fine finer details of this, but I obviously don't. Oh man, no one does. Matt Gallagher with WTF one. Him and Tom did a whole video once of asking people, pointing at a map, like, "What turn is this right here?" And everyone would say Rouge, Rouge and then they'd look at Tom <laughs> and you go, "Actually, that's Radion." <laughs> yeah, Radion, Radion. And I don't you just feel Patrick, Jerry, you guys got to be with me, don't you? As as an American. Uh, you get somebody else around you that's not a race fan and you're watching the race with them, that's Eau Rouge. And you feel like a real, you know, hot shit. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's I know something that's, you don't. Yeah, that's as they go down the Mulsanne Strait. Oh, I've driven that in. <laughs> oh, no. Nice. You know? Yeah, you feel so cultured and worldly. And then here comes Rob. Uh, <laughs> taking the wind. our language. Yeah, taking yeah. the wind right out of my sails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why you have a resident French Canadian. That is that is correct, Rob Gregoire, or Gregory, as many people call him. Gregory, Gregory, I've been a lot of things up here. <laughs> Gregorio. <laughs> you, Let's you, just, we can call him Island Boy. Island Boy, uh, uh, Spuds McGee, or, or as I like that to makes say, me sound like some sort of sex lady. <laughs> <laughs> I, or as I like to call Rob Bilbo Baggins. 
or, or no, Frodo Baggins, <laughs> because they're really into potatoes up there, apparently. Oh man, best potatoes in the world. Uh, yeah, boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. You know, Samwise mm-hmm. Gamgee kind of stuff. Yep, potatoes. Wow, this conversation's gone a Patrick, million different directions. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Into the Apex. There, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we were talking about the finer points of spa, and people are talking about changes need to happen. Uh, where does everybody stand on that, Rob? Have you put some thought into this? Uh, do changes need to happen after what happened today? Is today like a tipping point or no? Not to the not to the track. Like if you change this track, it's like I'd be so fucking angry. <laughs> but like you just need to make the runoff bigger, push the stands back. You know what I mean? Cut down a few fucking trees and do what you need to do, not and just make trees. it so that the hey man right in the middle of the Arden forest forest means many trees i think something like that <laughs> if it doesn't might as well but yeah that's what they need to yeah. do just make the runoff bigger so that there's no chance that you're gonna do that and maybe put in like a big gravel trap or something yeah. so you're sliding and losing a bit of speed into your barriers i'm seeing gravel something. trap i'm seeing some gravel trap talk and moving the wall that that would prevent the bouncing so what there was no bouncing in today's wreck no cars bounced back. It was, it was, so, the yeah, I was going to say today's wreck is really nothing to do with anything that everybody's been talking about today's wreck. These cars were not side by side at first of all, they, you know, they weren't racing each other. They were just racing per se. And each one individually went off the track. They hit the tire barrier. They were completely off the track. And then the last car that came through is the one that really wrecked everybody. And it was really, it was caused from rain. So, I, I mean, I don't see how that conversation goes in the same conversation as to what happened at Spa 24. Yeah, it, with the car bouncing, you watch the two and compare them. And, and yeah, the wet, uh, I mean, the cars uh, kind of gather in a pileup today. But and, and obviously a driver may listen and have be able to set us straight if, if we need to be set straight. I'm, I'm open to that. But uh, they pile up there. I feel like any other corner, they what it, wherever that was if it was wet and they were on slicks, the cars are going to continue to go straight. They're not going to turn and the cars are going to all pile up somewhere. If it's that turn or if it's that runoff, maybe it's a longer runoff with gravel and they don't pile up with such speed. Maybe that's the point. Uh, and that can, and that's where that would come into play is extending the gravel trap to, to prevent that as well as the bounce back. Uh, but, but yeah, today, I mean, if they were on intermediates today, would any of that have happened in that corner? And we wouldn't be talking about, making changes to spa right now. Well, let me, let me ask Rob something. Cause I'm probably show my ignorance here, especially maybe about racing in general, but especially about this track is I understand we have yellows and we have cautions, but can't we have like a special yellow for this corner that, you know, I mean, you guys do eye racing. When you see a yellow, you kind of slow up a little bit, but and you're looking ahead, but you're not hard on the brakes. Can't you have one for this corner? If it's so dangerous that, any incident in that corner, you know, you've got to slow down to a certain speed kind of thing and make it more safe by slowing drivers down in the event of an incident. Well, Formula One does have something like that because they have the virtual safety cars. So the safety car, full safety car isn't always deployed. The virtual safety car will just come out and you can't exceed or pass. There's just certain limitations that are put onto you while you're in that sector. So they could have something like that for sure. I feel like all this just happened so quickly that the cars that were coming through were coming at speed. They hit a wet spot and they were going. 
Um, I mean, what what would the solution be that somebody's able to push a button as soon as the first car spins in that corner? Yeah, I mean, it automatically puts a pit limiter on every car. uh, Well, no, you couldn't do that. That's going to cause no. That's going to cause problems. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but better engine blowups or something. Right. Yeah, but you could have some kind of a you know in car warning system, or it doesn't even need to be that. It really because we're we're really talking about one section of the track. You know, some kind of a special yellow on that section of the track. I don't know. Like I say, maybe I'm showing my ignorance here. Well, just, yeah, I mean, just some immediate way to, to show caution on a blind hill so that people don't just keep barreling up because that's what happened with the Spa 24. Yeah, I think hit after I, hit. Right. I was going to say, I think this wreck, what I saw today, may it, that what I'm talking about may not have helped it. Uh, but the cars were off track and that sort of thing. But I think in the 24 hour, I think that that could have helped a situation like that. Could have prevented that second impact, perhaps. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to talk to somebody who's driven, uh, David or somebody that's driven at Spa and gone up those that corner. I'd love to hear from somebody that could give us insight and in what it's like there in real life. Because I will say, I've said it in past episodes, uh, hitting more road courses this year myself in person. Uh, after only experiencing them on iRacing, uh, the elevation changes, I don't, iRacing just by necessity, it's not going to capture that. And it doesn't like say the elevation changes I saw at Watkins Glen were, were way different to me than what I saw in this, what I've experienced in the sim, at least with a single monitor, you VR assholes. But, <laughs> but you know, that's what I, so I, I can only imagine because it's, it's really bad. It's really, you can tell the elevation change in the sim at ready radion raid radion erosion to right radion s'il vous plaît oh it's belgium it's not french is it french uh it could be a french region what, what language forest, what language am i so fucking up rob i need to know uh uh well you're, i'm pretty sure it's that i'm pretty sure radion is a french word well, radi going up radion uh in the sim is dramatic as it is so i can only imagine in person what it's like yeah no it's definitely be intense and like i said i wonder how much of it is just coming down to i don't want to say inexperience because i know all these girls would have been racing oh, before no, they got Rob, into this go there no 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 seriously just it <laughs> n- this is a new series yeah this i wouldn't are. be shocked if this is just just for people you get into a car with a package yeah. that you're not going to be entirely familiar with it's probably faster than anything you've ever driven before and like i said they've been practicing they've probably been on the track before in dry conditions and you just add that little bit of a variability and just that like i said the inexperience of any driver in a car that could easily happen right because it's like four cars in a row they're all probably hitting that turn or that 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 turn at a similar trajectory and speed like i said none of them clearly compensated for the the change in the conditions i'm assuming yeah the cars just weren't going to turn you're going to be some growing pains, right? And like I said, it's nothing to do with those women. They could put all men in there first time. Like, look at Makita Nikita Maspan the first time we got into <laughs> yeah. an F1 car. It, was, it looked like it was foreign. You can't do it on dry track. Right? So, you know what I mean? That that could, I'm assuming there's got to be some bit of, you know, just growing pains that have yeah. to do with the two. So, you would change what about a Rouge Radion? Radion. Just... Just like I said, I'd have some sort of natural barrier or natural trap, like gravel, something like that, and I'd push that wall back. So like I said, it's just it's it's going into a straight, right? All you have to do is just push everything back and go straight down. Like it shouldn't be that hard. So you're not going to level it? No, that'd be. Oh my god, fuck no! 
it's just because everybody classic. everybody loves it. Yeah, exactly. It's almost all the F1 drivers' favorite track. Now, I was watching. Did you guys see the new? This is turning into F1 segment, which we're going to have at the end of the show. But uh, did you, we're talking more about the track? Uh, keep in mind that's more of our discussion here uh, because this happened in GT Kart series. Um, did you, so they had the visor cams in, on F1, I think, for the first time, the in visor cams, and, and they were talking and commentating on that. Um, and uh, somebody was commenting that in Formula One cars, uh, a Rouge Radion, not really a, a difficult, you know, corner, so to speak, because it's just flat out at this point for those cars. Uh, so everybody loves it, but it's not super technical. Doesn't sound like in those cars. Oh, the F ones? No, you get far superior package. You're just going flat yeah, out. You're just flat out. It's just something you have to navigate, really. Exactly. So that's interesting. Now. In the sim, we know that. Uh, so we did the Spa Twenty Four with the GT Threes, uh, and Patrick, Rob, and I we did the Operation Motorsport Mercedes, and uh, that was terrifying and tricky because you had to get it just right, or you had to lift, or you got a track limits violation, uh, and that's what somebody commented. I don't remember who uh, in all of the chatter today was that drivers are less concerned about wrecking going up there and, and more worried about track limit penalties. And that if there was a gravel trap, that would penalize the track limit matter. And maybe it would cause it to be a little more stable going up there. We, they wouldn't be so balls to the walls. I've said it in numerous things. They need more gravel traps. They need natural barriers. Well, you, it's a real penalty and a real threat that look, your race will be over if you put it in. That is a penalty. But is it, then there's a, then you also have the criticism of gravel traps. Because look at Lamar, the Aston Martin. Did everybody see that? The Aston Martin sliding quick, very fast through gravel and slamming into the tire wall. Everybody in comments are, are saying, oh, gravel traps, they don't help at all. Get rid of gravel traps. And obviously places like Watkins Glen bus stop uh, or inner loop, they've gotten rid, they got rid of the gravel trap and put pavement there because pavement slows cars down more. But I guess it matters the distance of runoff you have. So it's like, is anything going to be safe enough? I mean, obviously it's just inherently dangerous. Yeah, that's kind of part of the point. And uh, look at Max. Max went through the fucking gravel trap yeah. whenever. Yeah, yeah that's another out. case. I went flying into the wall, but at the same time, like, I don't think Max would argue that you need to get rid yeah. of them or anything. You would just say, like, it's inherently dangerous what we do. But, like, look at, look, Max walked away from a 51G thing. Yeah. Like, the cars are the safest they've ever been. Yeah, the conversation like, after that was gravel traps. They're just like, they're primitive. It's like it's 1970s uh, motorsport out here. <laughs> I'm all for them myself. I'll tell you what's made it made the biggest difference: halos and arrow screens. How many lives have they saved? Connor Daly would have probably been killed at the Indy 500 this year. Let's Jerry and I, we were there. Is there any yeah, doubt he, that he yeah, would have he, been deceased? Oh yeah. Well, I I don't know that he'd been killed, but he would have been uh, in the it, hospital for quite some time. He would have been hit in the head it, with a tire. Else. He would have yeah. been. There's yeah. no way. Hit yeah, the head probably. at that speed with a tire. Yeah. But, but instead, it hit the arrow screen. Yeah. Roman Grosjean. The race. Yeah, he did. And Roman Grosjean, yeah. he'd be gone, no doubt. I, I say this casually because that's unreal. The lives that probably could have been lost if not for these halo screen, halo screen, halo and arrow screen. It's unreal. That's going to be the evolution. They're going to the melt them screen. together into some sexy protective thing. The halo screen. Yeah. I like it. I like the arrow screen better than the halo. That's my take. Yeah, who wants a big bar down the middle of your... Because you could still yeah. have something reach into the cockpit. Yeah. So, uh, that's one thing I was looking at the videos today, not being sure, 
what happened. I was saying, I was watching, I was like, okay, good. They have a halo because all those cars just with open wheel cars, all of those cars flying in there, you just are thinking what could penetrate that safe zone of the top, you know, roll bar in the cockpit. What could, what could get in there and, and knock somebody? Because I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm terrified. I don't mean to be such a downer talking about this now, but I mean, a year ago, a few days ago, year ago, what Tuesday, Justin Wilson passed away in IndyCar from just a piece of debris uh, with an open cockpit. You see what happened to Felipe Massa uh, back in the Ferrari. Um, it terrifies me that what could reach in there and touch the driver's head. And you think the helmets are going to do the trick, but at those speeds, I think on TV or on video, you just don't, it doesn't make sense how fast they're going and the impact that, that even a helmet can't take. Uh, such a downer to talk about all this, but that's kind of what's on people's mind today is uh, the, the sentiment is we, we can't afford to lose any other driver. A historic or famous or popular corner on a historic track is not worth maintaining uh, to, to, you know, against driver safety. That's now the debate that's going to go on probably throughout the weekend at Spa until we until they pack up and head out of there. And is this also a case of just as as time evolves, car cars evolve and they get faster and faster and faster, and so the faster you're going, it's going to be more dangerous on this corner. That yeah, I mean that's a good point. I don't I don't know the comparisons. Um, I mean, and also I mean. I, I don't want to even I can't judge the racer the race car drivers when I was too young to realize what was going on are drivers more ballsy today than they used to be and I'm not just talking about open wheel now let's talk about NASCAR um, would you say a Dale Earnhardt had a lot more guts than a Kyle Busch or you know one of the even younger stars of NASCAR Patrick will bring you into it I know you're you're are one of our NASCAR resident folks. I mean, how would you, obviously it was more dangerous back in the day. So who sends it more? Does anybody have more, you know, testicular fortitude or, uh, if you're in, in today's NASCAR ovarian fortitude, let's say, um, <laughs> the, I, I was I laughing, I hope I was I laughing but I was muted. <laughs> I, I, I hope I didn't throw you off Patrick by talking, by mentioning ovaries, but no, no, no. Um, but it's a diverse, it's, it's, I love it. You can pull for Haley Deegan, and, and and she has as much chance as anybody. Yeah, she it's got amazing. a top ten at Gateway. Yeah, hell yeah. You um, talk about it. You talk about equality. People want to knock NASCAR. You look at all the NASCAR series. I mean, it's a it's a perfect mix. You look at sports cars, motorsport. Everybody's there from all countries, from all genders. Everybody's there. That's my that's my spill. Okay, as you were, Patrick. I I would say it's really on a case by case basis um i but i would say historically all past generations they were more ballsy um dale earnhardt thought you know he was invincible pretty much and a lot of those drivers back then thought the same thing um caution to the wind and there wasn't much protection in those you know stock cars back in the early 2000s and then, you know, 90s, 80s, even going back to the 70s and 60s. You know, I wasn't even around back then, but there was way more deaths back then. Yeah, It wasn't, wasn't part of that because that was, at that time, at that era, 
you know, rubbing his racing was, was legit. I mean, you know, it, 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 you were yeah. trying to knock your competitor out, not be faster than them, not beat them. You were trying to knock them out of the race or, or at least knock them out of the way. Uh, I wouldn't say knock them out of the race. <laughs> I would say more so it was to get in their head by knocking them out of the way, but not knocking them out of the race. Right. And and nowadays, I think the, the regulatory agencies of any series are, you know, doing their best to kind of shut that down. They don't want to see the, the banging. Well, that's because <laughs> if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. That's been proven. I mean, Dale Earnhardt turned Kerry Labonte at Bristol back in the <laughs> mid-90s, you know, just for the win. He, he didn't care. He was friends with Terry Labonte, but he still did it. You know, it's it was a, more of a different mindset and there is still some of that today, but I don't think it's to the same extreme because I think drivers of today, at least in NASCAR, they, they've seen what can happen. It, I mean, it, they've advanced so far since, you know, 2001 when Dale Earnhardt passed. Um, yeah. I mean, look at Ryan Newman in mm. 2000 at Daytona 500. He should have not walked out of a hospital. What was it like two or three days later? Yeah, he shouldn't. Have. Austin well, Austin Dillon, even I think it was in 2015 or 2016, yeah. final lap of the Coke 400. Mm-hmm. He hit the uh, the fence on the trioval and destroyed that whole fence. And he flipped over multiple times and got hit even at the end. And he was upside down and on fire. Carl Edwards in the Talladega fence. Yes. Yes. It, that was very similar. So NASCAR is super, that's we found the parallel in the United States for stock cars is uh, the super speedway. It's same concept. It's popular. People love it. Uh, it, it, it pulls in ratings or eyeballs. Yep. Uh, just, just like people love that part of spa, mm-hmm. uh, but there are major dangers and it's becomes a, uh, what is worth risking uh, because how many times at the end of one of those, you know, a major wreck happens at the end of a super speedway race in NASCAR do the drivers in the interviews full of emotion and maybe even some fans say, this has got to stop. There's got to be a change. We can't do this. We're going to kill somebody. How many times? It's the same thing that's happening right now with the spa situation. Um, it's interesting, Jerry, you bring up the the point of the of back then, how it was, you know, pure, that type of racing, roughhousing. Uh, however you want to describe it, rubbing is racing. Um, it feels like it's rubber banded because uh, Patrick and, and I of, of the same generation and same generation of, of NASCAR follower through the late 90s, early 2000s uh, through today. Uh, that feels like it's rubber banded because it almost feels like there's been an artificial try year by year over periods of time to go back to that, to capture that almost a nostalgia in NASCAR and NASCAR doesn't know what it wants to do. Does it want to be futuristic and move on? Does it want to return to the past with some throwbacks? And uh, you hear of talk of, well, we're going to loosen it up a little bit. We're going to let that. The answer is they want to loosen it up. They want rubbing is racing. They want to see some action because that brings in spectators like it or not. Fans want to see wrecks. They don't necessarily want to see people hurt. Right. They they do want to see their favorite driver take out another driver, but they can't. NASCAR just cannot say that out loud. 
No, they can't. They can't make it a demo derby. Now, the SRX series at a short track where the stakes are not so high, where people aren't going to probably get seriously injured, <laughs> that was that is a case in point. People at the at their weekend short tracks, that's a whole different matter. Uh, maybe it's a little safer with you know a big car like the SRX car. I mean, a homemade car or, or an amateur car. I guess it's case by case how safe those vehicles are, or there's roll cages or whatever. But but yeah, you get to some big tracks. I mean, this is like IndyCar, Jerry. You and I at the Indy 500. We thankfully, I mean, the worst thing that happened, you had Graham Rahal lose a tire and it smacked Connor Daly's aero screen. That could have been terrible. But that was about as eventful as that Indy 500 was. Uh, but being there in person, we saw how fast those things are, how small those cars are in person relatively. Uh, I don't think we, I think we were not disappointed that we didn't get to see any kind of carnage in those cars because they're dangerous. I feel like it'd be the same with F1. Uh, it's more exciting. This is going to be, maybe this is controversial, but it's more exciting to see Rex or be amused by Rex in stock cars uh, than it is any other type of car. And, and, I may be revealing a lot about an attitude of NASCAR people, fans, or me as a NASCAR fan, but I feel like with the green-white checkered, you're almost NASCAR, like you said, Jerry, they can't say it, but if, if you're worried about carnage, you wouldn't have green-white checkers where these guys are going for broke again and again and again, wreck after wreck after wreck after wreck. Yeah, and and I think you know Tyler, you you know I, I agree. Indy was to, you know they had one or two cautions. I don't remember or not very many at least, and and really no wrecks. And you know I, you mentioned it, and it gives me chills right now. Again, thinking back to that, that was incredible. But but I have to say I, I'm the same guy that goes to a hockey game to watch a hockey game, not the fights. Um, yeah. I watch auto racing for the racing, and I want to see you right. know a good pass, some strategy, some good close racing. I don't really care to see the wrecks. Wrecks lead to yellows, which are boring and commercials yes. and blah blah blah. So I, I think it's a very individual thing, though. I'm not into racing for the wrecks. Um, I would be much happier seeing a complete race without a caution. Um, that's all when driver and pit crew strategy comes into play. You know, how many, how many drivers have had their race ruined by a yellow at the wrong time because mm -hmm. their strategy got blown? You know, I, I, I prefer good close racing without the wrecks, but I'm guessing there's a bunch of people. Um, you're, you're probably your more typical NASCAR fan probably <laughs> wants to see some wrecks. I, I would have to, I, I have to disagree with that. Um, go because I, I believe it, it all, it, not all, but a lot of it comes down to the type of racing. Are we talking, are we talking about stock cars? Or are we talking about open wheel? Obviously with open wheel. So even IndyCar, formula one, you know, Indy pro any of the open wheel series, you know, there are a lot more things you can't do than you can in a stock car, a stock car. You have a cage around you. You have somewhat of a body around you. You're much more protected than you are in an Indy car. I don't think every, I don't think the majority of NASCAR fans go there to see the wrecks. That's not what they're there for. They like seeing the competition. They like seeing them close. They like seeing them, you know, one might, you know, rub one out of the way a little bit. <laughs> but I'm not saying literally like turn somebody or, you know, causing the big one at, Taldega or Daytona, but I I don't think that's what they're there for. If they want to go for that, they'd go to their local demolition derby. 
Yeah. R- Jerry, so they're, there, Jerry you, they're there to rub one out. I was, gonna, I was going to say, Jerry, you rub one out of the way every now and then, don't you, sir? <laughs> every now and then. Not at the racetrack, though. Every now and again. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that. Three times I'm a day. It's just, you know, uh, okay. I, I don't think that's. There are fans that are like that. And they're, maybe the they're the minority. I'll say that. Yeah, the alcohol probably maybe gets them into that. You see it, burn it all down. You see it at Talladega a lot. A lot of people just go there to get fucked up beyond belief and (laughs) and watch what bullshit goes down. I I saw that at Martinsville too, back in the. Well, we saw that at Indy even. I mean, yeah, a little bit. Those guys, we were around the frats. We had the frats around us. Yeah, but that was that was the the forty percent COVID Indy where those guys I think would have been in the infield party zone on yeah, a normal right. year. Yeah, tarps off and tube socks. Yeah, yep, that's what it was all about. I'm and just, uh, I'm going to be a little pit viper glass sunglasses. What the fuck is that about? Pit <laughs> oh viper, yeah. viper sunglasses. Come on, I know. Just like they're so bad. I have a friend who wears them. You it's just slap them off. Third. Slap like, them off. You gotta face. stop. I'm just gonna buy some now just to go to Daytona. I'll slap them off your face. I don't care. Oh uh, yeah, I want to see you try. I will. I want to see you fucking try. <laughs> I will snap them in two and throw them in Lake Lloyd. Oh you oh <laughs> bitch, you ain't gonna catch me by no lake. I can't swim. Uh, I'll uh, we'll be standing. Jerry, Jerry, yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say Jerry. Hockey needs fighting. Okay, understand. Wait a minute, Rob. I understand the value and the role of a protector. Don't get me wrong. I want to see some rough, fair hits, and I do understand the role of fighting. I'm not saying um, um, it should be barred per se, but I don't go to the games to see the fights. True, true. I'm just thinking of Formula One, like whenever Max or got taken out by Hamilton. I'm just thinking of Sergio Perez going over and beating there the shit go. out of him. <laughs> Five minute major for fighting. <laughs> he needs a personal protector. I love it. Yeah. 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 Perez. Oh, Al- that would be awesome. That's why Alex Albon is on the payroll. <laughs> for, <Yeah>. now. <laughs> for now. Uh, Maybe he does Muay Thai. Yeah, or there we go. <laughs> Uh, so a uh, th- lot of good discussion about this. It's what's it's it's really the topic of the day in motorsport. Uh, you know, the major motorsport world. A lot of drivers have chimed in. Uh, so that's you know, it's, it's just worth talking about. It's a good discussion. Uh, so let's reset a little bit. Let's well, take well a before break. we before Go. we reset, yeah. real quick, I, I need to put a shameless plug, and you can edit this out later. You know, we've been talking about Spa and Tyler. You keep yeah. mentioning it's your favorite track. I, I have to put a, a shameless plug in. Monday night, you hear Tyler talking and racing about iRacing racing and uh, his favorite track at Spa. If anybody wants to race Monday night Spa against Tyler, come on out to iRacing. racing. Look up Mad Sim Racing Recruiting Race. Uh, 8.30 Eastern, and you can race Tyler at his favorite track. Oh, there we go. We're going to go up these same corners. Yeah. MSR Road Challenge Series, MadSimRacing.com. You can race against all of your friendly people that, that are on this show. Everybody that appears on this show races and, in this GT League. Yes, this Sunday it'll be a hosted session open to anybody. You don't need to be a league member. That's not a shameless plug, Jerry. Don't be ashamed. <laughs> don't be ashamed. People might want to interact with us. We're nice people. Come to iRacing. Have yeah, fun. yeah, not ACC. iRacing. Let's reset and let's talk some iRacing. We've talked some real racing. Uh, on the other side, we'll talk about some iRacing news. Uh, and uh, then we'll get to the F1 picks of the week. And, uh, and then we'll be done. Uh, it's time to top off your beverage, everybody. Pour a little bourbon. Maker's Mark for me tonight. 
and uh, we'll be right back. This episode of Into the Apex is brought to you by Roscoe Wheels. Roscoe Wheels is confidence-inspiring aluminum. This means confidence in quality and confidence in self. Confidence in quality, meaning they want their customers to know that their wheels are produced to the highest standard and tested to be as strong as anything on the market and are designed to keep you safe. Confidence in self, meaning they want their styles and fitness to make customers feel the way you did when you walked into high school with a brand new pair of shiny shoes. Giving you the confidence in yourself when you show up, whether it be to work or any event, knowing you look awesome. Roscoe Wheels offer, offers free shipping within Canada and flat rate shipping in the USA. Find your new look today at RoscoeWheels.com. This episode of Into the Apex podcast is also brought to you in part by the racing fans at Great Hire Staffing. Whether you need help hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire can help. Hiring good people is hard work. Great Hire HR does it quickly and economically so you can focus on what's important, running your business. Check them out online at www.greathirehr.com. Finally, this episode is sponsored by Bad Weather Brewing Company out of St. Paul, Minnesota. With craft brews like the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout or the Red Vein Red IPA on tap or in the can, it's how endurance drivers like us celebrate post-race. Find your new favorite craft beer and order your mugs online at badweatherbrewery.com. So iRacing comes out with uh, some surprise content, as they like to do. We can now expect that iRacing is going to surprise us with some kind of treat. They give us the, uh, I don't know if you would say false flag, with Hungaro Ring. They give us some images. We knew Hung- Hungaro Ring was coming. Uh, but there's always a surprise when when the uh, season changes. As week 13 approaches and season four of the year approaches, uh, they, they throw out a video today of uh, a new Porsche uh, Cup car. And uh, as predictable, a lot of our guys are drooling over it. Uh, I'm still on the fence myself, so I may be, I'm open to being convinced right now on whether I want to buy this or not. But Bradley, who's out this week, and Rob immediately say they will buy it when it comes out. Uh, so Bradley has the Porsche Cup, the current one or the old one that they use in Pesic. Uh, that is the only Porsche I, well, no, I don't have the Porsche GT4. But I'm a big fan of the Porsche GT3 and GTE. Uh, I, I've almost gotten, I, I just really enjoy the feel of the Porsche, the look, the sound. Uh, so I'm, I'm really tempted to get this, but I've heard that the, the, the cup car is tricky to drive, and that kind of turns me off of it. Uh, Rob, you, you're one that said you would buy this. What's your take on this new car? Well, let's just note on the last one it was tricky to drive but they gave a major update to it at one point which definitely did improve it so even the last one's a lot better than even when i first joined iRacing two you should buy it i have a plan to be 100 percent iRacing club club. yeah (laughs) at some point i want to be in that club so i don't want to let them get ahead of me (laughs) so like every time they release a new piece of content i buy it just so i I they make such beautiful videos of these things. That How many rally cars do you own, Rob? I own the Subaru. The I guess I have both the Beetles that they release. I don't know what other ones there are. The Ford? I don't think I have the Ford. Okay. 
Just curious. I, I, I props to you then if you bought the Subaru. So you really are buying all the cars. I yeah, didn't even I know the Subaru was on there. I want to. Like, I just finished buying all the GT3 cars. And like I said, I just try to buy every new piece of content that comes out because I find the new stuff's just amazing. So, it's so okay. So, but what, what I have to ask you is so are you buying this because it's new content or because it's a Porsche? And, and I uh, ask that because I, I don't know what it is. I, I am. I am an anti Porsche fan. It's to me, it's a <laughs> souped up Volkswagen. I think snobs drive Porsches. It's just something that whatever, I don't know where it came from, from when I was a kid, it's the way I've always been. I actually bought one Porsche car in iRacing and I just, I won't even drive it. I don't even know why I bought it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, like I like the new GT three that they already released, but I don't really race it. Like I race the BMW mostly. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of just more really just so that they don't get ahead of me on content because ultimately in the end, like I buy it new when it comes out. And then in those months in between when they're not releasing anything, every once in a while I'll have a couple dollars. I'll just pick off another piece of content here and there. Yeah, they got me right where they want me. Yeah, they do. Yeah, me too. I just bought the Lamborghini, not to, not to mire down in content talk, but uh, I'm addicted. I'm well interested in the Lamborghini. Let's say that I've been driving it this week at Interlagos, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, but there's so Jerry, your your mindset of the Porsche. That's my mindset of Ferrari, and I've explained it on this show before. So I'm not going to do it again. But uh, that's how I kind of look at Ferrari. I don't own any Ferraris on here. And I don't foresee myself owning Ferraris on here. Not to offend anybody that likes it, uh, but I just don't see it. And then just out of the principle of the thing, I'm not going to buy the McLaren GT3 because I think the flames out the back is just too arcadey. I would buy the, I I don't know. For me, I would buy stuff that I think is also going to go obsolete because I want to just get it and get my money back in the next couple of years. So you got to think about it like that too. Like... Like cheap. I bought the Ford GT3 the other day. It's like cheap bastard. This like I'm just hoping in two years it goes legacy. Well, why don't you just not spend that money and then your money never gets gone? Well, I got to get in the hundred percent club, man. Hundred percent club. Okay, I racing is I, okay, I, Bruce. We yeah. can get there, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> fist bump, Bruce. Fist bump, bud. There we go, Patrick. Patrick, you buying the the uh, Porsche? I'm gonna hold off for a little bit. Um, I've tried the the current one that's out and. It's a fucking bitch and a half to drive. I like the, well, the current GT3 or cup car I don't own. The current cup car I think is a bitch to drive. Okay. Just then you, my, then, then you're my just, opinion. You're, see, you're adding to the course that's preventing me from wanting to buy this. Don't, don't take my word for it, though, because you never know. They might come out with something. They might come out with a new one, and it might be fucking amazing you know in comparison to the old one the old one could look like absolute dog shit <laughs> i'm just yeah, saying i don't know yeah and you might get setups with the new one too like i racing setups i don't yeah. think there's any i racing setups for this one it's kind of like a skip barber it's just like there's the baseline and if you want to mod it and use other setups you can but they don't give you shit yeah and, and it's you really have to get used to knowing how to like drive the car it's very particular and mm. it's fuck that you it's have to have the, your nose in the air to drive it properly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jerry's Jerry's on that kick. Still. So you <laughs> have your the, nose the, in the air. The other part is they sound like a sewing machine. What? To me, I've been passed by the Porsche GT3s in iRacing. They sound like a sewing machine. <laughs> <laughs> the GT3 or the GT3 Cup? 
Jerry, that Ball. sounded more like a, a cat and heat. That sounded like I was pulling on a cat's tail too. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but okay. So, what do you think of the the Lambo sound? Oh, that's I like it. It's yeah. probably sound, in the sim. It sounds just like in real life. Okay, what do you think of the even the Mercedes sound? Oh, it's a deep I love breath. the Mercedes oh. sound. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Fun. What do you think mm-hmm. of the Porsche flowing? And what do you think of the Porsche sound? The Porsche is a is a nice lady. The Mercedes is a. <laughs> gladiator man there you go you okay. put the two yeah. next to each other and you have a lamborghini baby okay then i think you need to buy the porsche because i'm assuming you want to ride a nice lady um, whoa i could disagree with you a little bit tyler i'm gonna say that the what mercedes is more like a dominatrix that would be a <laughs> what is so that would be a lady yeah they're all ladies <laughs> Every car is a lady. I'm you drive, who's you riding around on a, a riding around on a dude all day? Are you are you going to name your car Harvey? Come on, yeah, oh, yeah Jesus getting, Christ! Yeah, are you telling me that um, a male car is getting your so, blood flowing ever? So Come that on. so that deep Mercedes growl, Rob is uh, that's not a growl, that's a purr. Yeah. So that that deep sound that you hear, Rob, when you drive the Mercedes, that's that's. Uh, that's a lady coming to dominate you. That's that's the uh, the zipper over your mouth getting sealed, Rob. <laughs> or the ball gag about the yeah. I was gonna say I'm more, I'm more of an orange gag ball kind of guy myself. You say orange? Yeah, it's gotta be. So orange. you're a McLaren fan? Yeah, a little bit. Hey, side note, I did. Yeah. Uh, please, on way, please, on the, side note. On the please. way to, on, on the way to the zoo today, we had a family day at the, the zoo. Fuck? Were you holding a balloon? No, we were driving down the highway. I got passed by a herd of cars that included two McLarens, an Audi R8. There were no Porsches. There was a Mercedes, a Nissan, an Austin Martin, and a, a Lamborghini. Oh, that man. was fun. That's a dream. Wow. So, so when you so when a Porsche does pass you in, on the street. Uh, Jerry, do you like look at him and go fucking asshole? So, you know, it's interesting because today when those cars passed in the little Honda Accord family vehicle, I probably sped up a little bit, but when a Porsche passes, I don't even give him a second look. I like Porsches. I'm sorry. And I see, I see the uh, Porsche SUV. What I, I, I'm blanking on the Carrera, Pan, the Pana, Panorama, Panorama, Panorama. Pan, Carrera, uh, I think. whatever it is, the, the one it's the safety car in IMSA. Uh, I see them every now and then, and I first thing I think of is IMSA safety car. I like them. I'd love to. I'd, I'd drive. I'm not usually like a hatchbacky SUV person, but I'd get one of those Porsches in a heartbeat. Well, I will say I did. I've had the pleasure of sitting in the uh, the passenger seat of one of the SUVs, and it may be an SUV, but that thing will put your head back against the uh, against the headrest. Yeah, hence why go. your nose will go up. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. There Patrick, you go. Fair Patrick, enough. Patrick oh, wow. is coming down with some crack analysis of this. I'm just I'm saying. Still, I'm just calling like I see it. I, I'm sorry. I'm not in the moment because I'm still stuck on this whole gendered cars situation. My car. What? My car doesn't know gender. It's anyway, not they, did, non-binary. This either. is a slippery slope that we're running. Down. Did you wow. never see Gone in sixty seconds? Yes, I've seen Gone in sixty seconds. How many of them were Duke? I was cars? a young like, kid. Come on, man, Eleanor. Eleanor, that's right. I forgot her name. Yeah, that was uh, Nick Cage. I thought this was just like I thought. The, I thought it was the law. Oh, I, I don't know. The old. I guess you. Do, I guess people usually do name their cars uh, as female. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. I'm interested to do a study on that now. Male or female cars? Maybe there's one or two males out there. Oh, I'm sure there's probably some weirdos out there. Somebody's there's got always someone. Yeah, people are always going to be wrong. Somebody's. Somebody's naming their car Rob, right? 
Uh, I hope not. God. What kind well, of, I really hope no one called their car Rob. What kind of car would there would Rob be if Rob were a car? I don't know, like a Brooklyn? A what? A what? Is that some Canadian like, car? Yeah, the Back to the Future car, motherfuckers. A DeLorean? DeLorean. No, yeah, not DeLorean. Not, no, sorry, no, that's not, not that's the Back a, to the Future. Yeah. The Brooklyn. The Brooklyn's like a only made Canadian. It's like one of the only cars. Why are you doing such a reference? Okay, spell that for me, please. I'm going to look it up. Uh, I think it's brick, like brick, and maybe L Y N on the end. I can't remember. It's been a long time, man. Jesus, man. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I found it. Brooklyn, exactly how you spelled it. B R I C K L Y N, and it has side opening doors like the DeLorean. Yeah, that's why I thought of it. I don't. Know it why. looks. It does look a lot like a DeLorean with those doors. Yeah. So that's that's my bad. That's interesting. It's uh, got, I've had a few drinks. Okay. It's got. That's okay. It's got the uh, headlights that flip down like the old Porsche. Uh, so Bradley and I uh, rode it. We had a uh, our father had a Porsche way back when we were kids in the nineties. Uh, had a red Porsche with the lights that flip up and down when you activate them, and uh, he hit a deer, so the flip the lights got stuck, flipped up permanently, uh, and then the engine blew. So that was our Porsche experience. Um, yeah, like if you if you look at the make of the Brooklyn, it's made in St. John, New Brunswick, just across the water from me. There you go. From seventy four to seventy. I learned I learned a new car today. I feel like, oh, yeah, uh, it's a, like it's a legendary car in Canada. Like when I, I uh, talk about speaking of talking about a rouge, I say I'm watching Peugeot in the Lamaha. I'm watching Renault in Formula One. I feel like a real, real fancy ass. <laughs> Pinky up. Okay. It's so, all ego. It's all ego. So, you know, I, I we joke. I hope we're joking about uh, cars being male, female, feminine or masculine names. Mm-hmm. I was curious where that originated, and I found the best answer I've ever found, which I think everybody knew. Kind of, it can't. It was just care, probably a carryover from ships. People named uh, ships female, female or feminine names. But the, this is the best story I found that I actually sounds right. It says, if you're in a ship, you have food, shelter, clothing, etc. A ship takes good care of you, just like your mother. That's why they had feminine names. Well, I heard a navy joke once from a navy man. Uh, who said, why would you want to be in something that's long, hard, and full of seamen? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that too. Oh, okay. oh. But I, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> You're blessed. I had dog hair you, in my you throat. digress okay. or you dig deeper okay? in your glass? Uh, yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> All uh, the above. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, that's a fun fact. Uh, that's a fun Jeopardy fact. I like it. I like it quite a bit. So, new damage model. Come we know on. exactly what it is. I don't think I, I do. We. I think everybody's excited about road, what road damage. Let's say for road drivers, endurance drivers. Yes. Yes. Because so not P ones, twos, GTEs, GT threes, supercars. Let me uh, let me read. Let me find the post. So Greg West post. So we got a lot of things today. We got some cool stuff today. It was a busy day on iRacing. Uh, Greg West posts this morning uh, with the season four 2021 release. Members will see notable updates to the manner in which LMP one, two, GTE, GT three, and supercars are able to repair damage. Uh, he said uh, the systems updated include both steering and aerodynamic damage. The user experience should now be greatly improved, notably in endurance races, where steering can be completely repaired so the steering wheel is straight, while aerodynamic damage can be repaired as well. 
the end result is an accident may require a lengthy pit stop, uh, but the car will have the opportunity to be competitive again after the repairs have taken place. Uh, he announces that that will be in effect for the Bathurst 1000 and Petit Le Mans, which are the last two big events on iRacing for 2021. Uh, we will not be in the Bathurst 1000, I don't believe, uh, but you will see some of us in Petit Le Mans. And uh, this is something that hits close to home as a group of guys that that often race all the major endurance races. I think a lot of our listeners probably do the same uh, because uh, we're all of the like mind. And uh, that's a thing. And I, I want to point out something. I don't know how, I assume this is somewhat known, but I don't know that we've ever talked about it. Uh, and I don't know what, what the make on, the take on it is, uh, but it seems that there, you know, we've talked about exploits in the past. We talked about some of the news of, of grass tire cooling exploits, things that were fixed. Uh, so I'll try to describe this a bit and then I'll let you guys chime in who, if you want to add something. Uh, but there seems to have been an, uh, somewhat of an exploit. I don't know if that's the right word uh, to where obviously you can get wheel damage. The steering wheel is offset. You go in for 20 minutes of, of repair in an endurance race and you come out and for the rest of the race, the wheel is off kilter. So to have it straight, you have to hold it a little left or right. And that's a real pain. And it, it, it's a challenge for, say, you have you know 20 hours left in a race that'll almost drive you to quit. In fact, I know it's driven some of us to quit uh, and retire. Uh, so there's we, there's been somewhat of an exploit to that to where in some cars, if you do those long repairs and it's still not straight, you drive into the pits, you stop just short of your pit stall and you hit toe and you do the toe for a shorter amount of time uh, because you're, you're timing it to stop in front of your pit stall. Uh, and then after you finish your toe, you exit the pits, the wheel suddenly magically straight again. Uh, and there's no real simulated, you know, damage repair that's caused that. So that's why I would say it's an exploit. So, but, but that straightened the wheel, but I don't know that it necessarily fixed the damage. Were you, were yeah. you at full speed when, after I, that I, happened? I, I don't know. I don't have real tight data on that. I'm just basing it on the, the feel of the wheel. Okay. Cause, uh, cause Greg's comment says, you know, steering can be completely repaired in aerodynamics. So, I mean, I think that's the big thing here is, yeah. you know, now you can have a competitive car after the repair is done. The, the question is, uh, Rob, Patrick, uh, I want to bring you in as well because you've we've all four of us here done endurance racing. Uh, Rob and Patrick and I typically race on the same team for Into the Apex. But, uh, I mean, that's that comes into the discussion of, as an endurance driver on the sim, uh, at what point do you keep going or what point do you quit? Where do you make that call? Because it's not just you. Um, and it's a group decision. And that's anybody out there. That's something we all think about is, uh, when is it worth keeping going? How do we calculate what we have to gain? Uh, when is it not worth it? I mean, what are your goals? This is a whole big, whole big thing. But uh, so, so say you take an extra 10 minutes to completely fix your steering. Do you take it and keep going or is it still not worth it? So you sit in the garage for the better part of an hour uh, and you come out with a fully competitive car. Are you? I mean, at that point, you're just hoping that other people have have terrible problems that's the only way you're going to gain positions well then that, that's that's kind of the idea like that's that's what you want like at least you have the chance right like i, f- I mean i feel like if it's hour four if it's hour four of a 24-hour race yes if it's hour two of a four-hour race i'm, I'm probably going to park it 
yeah, chances are. But, you know, it's the 24-hour races that's really come down because that's yeah. where you put all your effort that's in. True. Like, you know, you train for six or eight weeks sometimes for, like, say, Daytona last year. And then, like I said, something we got, we had issues like that. Like, yeah. get hit around and you got to get damaged and shit and your wheels all fucked. So, yeah, like, I don't know. It'll, it'll be good. And like I said, it'll just hopefully encourage more people not to just give up and keep more that's people true. in your session. That is true. Um, when I first saw the headline, so we somebody shared this to our group. Uh, about road cars and damage model. And I got real excited. And I was a little, I'll be honest, I was a little disappointed. I mean, this is not a bad thing, but nevertheless, I was a little disappointed because I thought it would be something like, you know, changing the damage model dramatically and how the car is damaged. This is more affecting how it is repaired. Uh, but I was thinking maybe they were going to change the LMP2, which is historically pretty, pretty tough unless you make a side hit with the wheels and then it's not. Um, and it, I, I don't know why. I feel like the GT cars or the threes or whatever, I feel like the engines just go at, a, at, at the drop of a hat. Well, that that's what I was going to say is, is this, because I think we've all experienced, you know, we get in a wreck. And in fact, Bradley and I had a race last year where literally we got a little side tap. We had, I think it was, you know, two minutes of damage. We drove for 20 minutes and the engine blew. So something didn't get fixed. Will this fix that now? It says it'll be completely repaired. Yeah. Now it says steering and 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 um, steering and aerodynamic. I don't know that that has anything to do with the engine blowing twenty minutes later after a little side tap. But I hope that I I think that that might be the kind of thing that really wasn't supposed to happen and it was embedded somewhere in their code. And I hope they would fix that. And they don't want to announce it because they don't want to admit they made a mistake to f- in the first place. That's actually a really good point because the way I was just when we were even talking about it, it's like if you the way they make it sound like if you're willing to wait, it might take a lengthy repair, but you can get a competitive car. That means it sounds like all these changes are existing within the realm of optional repairs because you get to choose how much you get to you I want. See, to let yeah, that was repaired. something I did. Read. So is this going to affect required repairs? Like are you going to yeah. see like, oh, well, guess what? We can fix all these things now. So you just end up getting more required repairs than you used to before. Cause that's going to piss people off more required. So, I wonder yeah. if so, so, so yeah. all optional and you, you're faster, the long, you're better off the longer, but you can kind of strategize that. Add, that yeah, adds a new that dynamic. Would be good. Well, well, yeah, that'd be nice. Let's take this a step further. Maybe I, I hadn't even thought about it, but what do you want to see? Can you, if, can you, Maybe uh, would you like to see in the future an opportunity to pick where they focus on the repairs? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what I was going to say. That's oh. Exactly what I want. You should be able to yeah. see what damage you have. Click and unclick. Yeah. If you want to repair. Kind of like if yeah. you, you would. They really, would expand, oh, man. they really got to expand the crew chief capabilities. Yeah. Like crew chiefs now in sports have so much fucking data. It's like iRacing doesn't give you that. So you're saying we, we can things. select, oh, we would just want to repair the front part of the car or the well, you wing. Could, you could select, do you want to fix steering? Do you want to fix yeah. engine? Yeah. Do you want to fix Hell cooling? Yeah. Do you want to arrow. fix arrow? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like you should know, like, okay, we're on a track where we don't need a whole lot of straight line speed, like the arrows or whatever. Like you just, you could just make those things, those choices in real so time. So it's like a repair buffet and you choose and you, you can see how long your time will take based on your buffet choices. You know, I'm going to put soft serve on a plate if I go to a buffet. You, <laughs> I, I understand it'll fall off on the floor and you'll cry. Jerry, you've been listening to this show. I was, I was there. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> I was there for the story. I, I, I was there for the story, not the, uh, not the, the actual. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't go off. to, we don't go to buffets in Indianapolis. That's for sure. 
That is that would be excellent. I would get behind that fully. That would be worth getting excited over. I mean, I'm intrigued to see what it'll be. I mean, it may be that it may be something like that. I mean, obviously they're just giving bits of information. Um, I mean, between I guess, that- so, so th- to take it a step further, then who's to say what repair is required? Well, right now I racing. No, I understand. But is that fair? I mean, is it really their choice? No, it's not. So, we pay, we pay them. Yeah. Give me well, the choice. Another good point. I believe if it is their choice, then you should never have random engine blo- failures after required repairs. Required repairs should include anything that keeps the integrity of Absolutely. your Absolutely. Because, yeah, like, so, like, the, I, in some ways, like, they shouldn't have the choice based on the way it is, but, like, I'm perfectly fine with them determining what's required. There's, like, they got to make it fair. They, they have to make it fair, but at the same time, they can't, they can't make it too unrealistic, you know, Mechanical failures will happen, and say if you do get in an accident, there might be something that happens to the engine. They got to keep that realistic end of it still there. But, but that's the thing; it's not really realistic in the sense where nobody controls who their pit crew and stuff is. That's all automated, right? So everyone has to be in a, should be on a level playing field with their like. There's going to be certain concessions you're going to have to make until you can make a truly user friendly way for people to be able to control those. So things. Rob, Rob and wants right to buy a more advanced crew chief to get better repairs. Is that what I'm hearing? You'd be willing to pay another $10, let's say for the um, a rated crew chief. Uh, see, I don't think you should do that because then not everyone's going to buy it. And then some people are inherently going to be at a competitive advantage too. Like, I think it's just something where they should just release it. Like it just, it seems inherently better to give, if you have a crew chief feature in your game, you would want to develop that and expand on it just seems like there should be a, a a life cycle like any type of like talking in software development life cycle there should be a life cycle plan for the crew chief part of yeah. it too because it's part of the game so like what's the future for it and it doesn't like i said there hasn't really been has there been any change to it in the last year and a half since i've been on iRacing anyway i don't think most people use a third-party service that does a lot of it automated right but like iRacing would probably do themselves some favors to have one that wouldn't incentivize people to learn and to use it to their advantage. One last thing on iRacing and we'll put a bow on it and uh, move to the F1 picks. Uh, There was a pretty popular, well-shared CNET article with uh, Dave Kamer uh, and and about iRacing this week that was on the front page of CNET's website. Um, Not going to wax poetic about it uh, pretty broadly, but one piece of information stood out to me, and we heard some rumors of, uh, or heard some things this week about iRacing scanning some, uh, what was it, Australian tracks or something like that. Um, but I, I did not realize this, uh, but uh, in the article, they discussed that they're going to go more international because uh, their, their user base is more international than American at this point. Uh, so they're going to scan more non-American tracks, which is, I mean, great to me. I'm not saying that in a bad way, but um, I didn't. I don't think I quite realized that uh, or appreciated that as I should have. Uh, and I'm excited for the tracks. I mean, obviously, we're seeing Red Bull Ring, Hungaro Ring. Uh, I'd love to see more international circuits. Um, what are some? So, really quick, and we'll 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 finish this up. Any international circuits that are not on iRacing that you guys would want to see? That are not, you know, not already there, of course. I would like to see Monaco. I would like to see how they would do that. 
That would probably be number one. Yeah, you'd probably say, I mean, if they can pull off Chicago or Long Beach, at this point, they could pull that off. And it will probably be the toughest track to drive. I'll tell you what I want to see. You tell me if this is uh, controversial or not. This is not going to be specific. This will be broad. I want to see one of the Formula One road courses, circuits that are that have lights. How about that? What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Singa- absolutely. Singapore, Abu Dhabi, uh, Bahrain, I don't care. A night road course with lights, so you don't quite need your headlights. Bahrain, man. Yeah. Bahrain would be a great yes. track. Yes, because then you could race anything there, whether it has headlights or not. Uh, Any F1 power track, yeah. really. Yeah. Hear ye, hear ye. I'm with you, yeah. Uh, So I I, I came up with a good idea. I like it. It makes me feel good inside. Anybody else? Hot. hot I'm sticking with, I'm going to, I'm confirmed with you. My man. I think. I I agree with those. Although, you know, uh, as you know, I've talked about before, I'm more of an off-road guy. I'd like to see a little more point to point A to B off-road tracks, whether Uh it's a, a rally track or a Baja type track or a, you know, trophy truck track or something. I know they've got the trophy trucks and they've got the rally, but the, it's all short course stuff. Um, they just put in the hill climb. I'd like to see an off-road A to B type track. Not out of the question with them doing things, you know, like the hill climb. Yep. Um, I, one other that I could think of, and it's not it's not an international course. I will, I'll start sure. off by saying that. Sure, but, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. But it's Formula One related. Miami. The new racetrack they're going to do in Miami. Ah, not out I of the question. See. That I want to see. That could happen. Yeah, that could very well. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, you won't probably. See Ozark. That. Does that does anybody does that mean anything to anybody? As in Lake of the Ozarks? The no. new uh, <laughs> no no Ozark International. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna tease it. Google Ozarks International Raceway. Google that and just look. Is uh, that the one in Missouri? It is a newly paved, brand new track. Yeah, that's the Lake of the Ozarks. Oh, it's called Ozarks Internationals. Th- that's the name of the raceway, but oh. it's in Lake of the Ozarks. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, yeah, they're building this new track. Yeah. Looks incredible. The SRO is reportedly interested in bringing GT America there. Yeah. I, will, I will absolutely plan a trip there if it happens. Because just look at the track and you'll... Elevation changes. Oh, I'm seeing oh, it now. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. Oh, the blood is flowing. The yes. blood is flowing. Because I'm all about going to races that are at good, interesting locations where it's also an va- interesting vacation. Uh, I think Watkins Glen deserves that type of title because the landscape and the area and the Finger Lakes. Uh, but the Ozarks, I mean, you got it all. You got it all. Yeah, I was. I had read about that. I think it was a year or so ago when it was kind of in the planning stages because they are planning a dirt track as well. Ah, there you go. A little bit of everything. Yeah, a little bit of everything. That into the apex might be going. Might be let's going. Let's do it. I'm hope, ready. Hope you're listening, Ozarks International. Uh, maybe we need. To, maybe we need to go and <laughs> rent the track. Oh shit. Uh, you paying? So. So, okay. So (laughs) quick story. I'll make it real quick, but, um, I used to live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, outside of Tulsa. There's a local track 
um, about 20 miles away. We got a bunch of us together. I think there were ended up getting about 20 guys together. And basically, once you get that number of people, if you're willing to do it on a weekday, it was a hundred bucks each. We got the track yeah. for the day. That's not bad. And some of the guys brought their motorcycles out. Some brought their um, hot rods out. Uh, some of the guy, one of the guys brought his pickup truck. One of the guys went to uh, Enterprise and leased a Mustang. <laughs> um, I'm not leased, rented a Mustang for the day. So uh, my point being, a track like this during the week, you could probably rent it. And if you get 10 to 20 guys, it's not expensive. Let's do it. Let's wow. do it. Let's get a group of people. That'd be epic. Let's get a group of people. And you, yeah. And, and you know, I will tell you, um, it is as much fun in a rental Mustang um, as it is, you know, in, in a GT3 car. Probably not. But, but when you're out there in a, in, on a track and it's not one of those, you know, cheesy things where you got to follow the pace car. Yeah. These guys basically, they, it, the track's yours. You do anything you want to. All they ask is everybody goes one direction, no passing <laughs> in the corners. <laughs> um, and and as a side note, they will not allow motorcycles and uh, cars on this yeah. track at the same time. Other than that, it's your track for the day. You do whatever you want. I mean, hell, I've got a, uh, so I drive a Toyota, Toyota Corolla Sport. I'll put that shit in sport mode. Absolutely. And, and I've got, uh, I bought a GT Lama bumper sticker, vinyl bumper sticker uh, at the Watkins Glen race. And that's on the back of my Toyota GT Lama. So <laughs> sports car. I, I think so that maybe we need to be planning an into the apex meet at a rental I, track. I think so. Bring, bring your car. It's a cruise in. It's yep. a uh, run what you brung. A car corral. Uh, so that's a good point. It's time for end of the apex formula one picks of the week. <laughs> How do you like that? Hmm? Is your heart racing? And now the into the apex formula one fantasy league picks of the week. And it's happened immediately. This is amazing. Oh, oh Carol, that's just such a boneheaded move, you dork. And it's Spa in Formula One. You've heard us talk about the track already. And uh, it's time to talk about the F1 race itself. Uh, very excited to get this back going after the summer break. Uh, nothing like here in North America waking up on a Sunday morning uh, with some coffee, some caffeine, and uh, enjoying some F1. Uh, so... Uh, looking at some takeaways, uh, Formula1.com has some bullet points that we typically look at as we prepare for the weekend. Uh, the top one is the weather at Spa. It's impossible to predict. Uh, we, As we discussed, uh, it was a little bit wet today, a little bit questionable. Uh, I've talked in past episodes about my F1 fandom really getting locked in at Spa with Lewis Hamilton versus Kimi Raikkonen, and I believe it was 2008. I could be wrong, 08 or 09. Whatever year that Lewis won his first championship, I want to say 08, uh, that locked me in. That rain battle of spinning and getting underway and and trading spots uh, locked me in. So Spa's where it all really started for me. I love the circuit for Formula One. Uh, so weather unpredictability, that's going to be interesting because that could make it difficult to make a really solid pick in any kind of fantasy. Uh, second bullet point, Red Bull showing encouraging pace. Although Max Verstappen had problems in practice, he wrecked the car. Uh, Mercedes has the edge on long runs. Uh, but the question will be, depending on weather, will we see s- lots of safety cars? 
tough to say. It seems like we've had a lot of carnage in, in recent F1 races and early safety cars. Um, fourth bullet point, McLaren seems to have the edge over Ferrari. Uh, so McLaren may be showing something strong. So that's where you look at your budget in our F1 fantasy. Uh, McLaren drivers probably want to, you, you'll look for that second spot. So you're either going to have Verstappen or Hamilton for your top spot and spend a lot of money on them. Uh, but you're trying to make the most of your budget from there. And uh, I think McLaren, Ferrari, uh, and then maybe, you know, Alpine or Aston Martin are kind of up in the air. Uh, but I think Ferrari or McLaren are where most of us put our second uh, basic rung of drivers in our fantasy. Um, and then uh, number five, Alpine and Aston Martin could bring a surprise. Uh, obviously, Alpine got a win in the last Grand Prix. Uh, interesting circumstances uh, with that. Uh, but we saw Alonso has also run pretty decently and strong in that race, uh, as well as uh, Sebastian Vettel, despite a disqualification or penalty. Um, but yeah, so those are some of the bullet points as we watched uh, practice this morning with some accidents and uh, some controversy in the uh, W Series race um, or qualifying. Uh, but where do you guys stand? Rob, I'll start with you. You're one of our F1 guys. Uh, are you ha- with this Hamilton and Verstappen? Verstappen just seems to be having some difficulties. Uh, who do you roll with in Spa? Are you going to pick Verstappen or Hamilton as your top choice? Verstappen. I'm sticking with Verstappen, um, but I'm going to disagree with you that uh, yeah, go ahead. I think Ferrari is going to have the edge on McLaren this weekend. As a team, I think Lando will probably say mm-hmm. if you take those four drivers, I think Lando will probably get the best finish, especially if it's raining. But I'm expecting when you factor in both, you know, the points that the teams take away in the constructors, because obviously none of them are, are battling for the, the World Drivers Championship. I think uh, Ferrari will will come out on top. That'll be Ricardo's just his, he's just off. He hasn't figured that car out yet. He's just yeah. until he can actually in a few weekends in a row put some points on. I wouldn't have him on my team at all. Yeah, Norris has seemed to be the guy when it comes to that. Uh, Norris, I have on my team. Uh, I'm going to maintain uh, my fantasy this week. Uh, Verstappen, Norris is turbo driver. Lance Stroll, um, Pierre Gasly, George Russell, and Red Bull. Uh, I'm not going to make any changes going into this weekend. Yeah, I looked at changes and I just don't have like if I were I'd have to drop someone that I don't want. Like the only person I want to get rid of is Pierre Gasly right now because he's not hmm. really impressing me. He's just kind of I guess average. I guess what you'd expect for him, but I feel he might be a little bit overpriced in that sense. So uh, I'm sticking hmm. with Leclerc, Verstappen, Gasly, Norris as my turbo driver, Russell, and Red Bull for the constructor. I don't think that's bad. I think I think most of us have Russell in as our cheapest, as our best cheap option. Yeah, you're just trying for to score reason. those few points for winning, you know, beating your teammate and qualifying and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's all pretty much beat your teammate stuff you want yeah, for. The best of the teams that are so Mick Schumacher is probably a safe bet, Patrick. <laughs> he was off pace in FP one and FP two in Mazepin. So yeah, I Oh shit. Yeah, Mazepin won a lot of races in F two, man. In F two all the cars are the oh. same, right? So like when you're on a level playing field and everyone's driving the same car, like he he definitely has mm-hmm. pace. So like I said, Haas isn't doing any development in their car this year, right? A lot of people have just stopped within the last couple of races of, of bringing any new upgrade packages for the remaining remainder of the season. But like Haas has been out all season, I'm pretty sure. They're just yeah. using last year's car as is and just keeping their head down to next year. Mm-hmm. Patrick? Well, um, 
So I decided basically not to make any, really any lineup changes. Um, so I'm sticking with Hamilton, uh, Norris, Ocon, Russell, and Leclerc. But I'm switching my turbo driver from Leclerc to Norris because I think ah. Norris, I, I think Rob pointed that out, Norris is going to get the most amount of points if you look at the two McLaren drivers and the two Ferrari drivers. He's going to get the reins. Yeah. yeah. He's going to get the most points, but I think, and, and Rob said it perfectly for me earlier as a team, Ferrari's going to get more points. I think than McLaren as a team. So I have Ferrari still as my team, my mm. constructor. So, um, did you have Ocon money one? Was he on your list? He's been on my team, but ah, he wasn't my turbo driver. That would have been a good gamble if that had been the case, but I, I would not have selected him as that. I mean, that was random. That Yeah, that was a complete shot out of fucking nowhere. So, <laughs> uh, Jerry, you're our guest uh, here in, in the uh, studio. Uh, any F1 takes? I know you're kind of like Bradley. You're uh, yeah, adjusting I, to it. I don't know why my, my lips are even moving here. I know nothing about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> um I, 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 the wind kind of fell out of my sails. One time I was sixth in the league out of pure luck, <laughs> out of, you know, a, 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 even a blind squirrel finds a nut. Now I'm down to yeah. looking 13th and, ah, hell, I don't even know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> here are my picks in case you guys want to laugh at me. Yeah, we'll laugh. Um, I switched. I, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember last time I was on, I switched teams and went for Verstappen, and then I've jumped boats again. Hamilton's my main driver. Perez, Schumacher. Um, I really wanted Norris on my team, so I did some other changes, put Norris on, and then I, just because of budgetary reasons, I had to fill every spot. I ended up with Raikkonen and McLaren as my constructor. Uh, McLaren, yeah, interesting. So it, it was interesting. Like I say, it's uh, it's complete ignorance. But <laughs> hey, I'm beating you. Oh, you're beating me? Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> So, uh, picks for the win. Let's just do overall win picks. That's it. Number one, Rob, who you got? <laughs> kind of hemming and hawing over it here. Yeah. What, uh, do, what do you, yeah. Get, get, I'm so just, I, well, I didn't want to actually him and ha for everyone. So, <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, don't. I'm going to go with Verstappen. I think he's going to come okay. back strong. It, this, he's got back. This is like back-to-back home races for him. Like this is his home away from home. And since like most of the fans there is going to gonna be giant raves of orange people. Oh, geez. With yeah. no shirt on and clenched jaws. Just freaking <laughs> <laughs> rocking new tough one. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Patrick, what do you think? <sighs> I'll do the hemming and hawing for everybody. I, uh, I know I I knew from the very beginning who I was going to pick. Uh, I'm glad somebody did because I, I, I know who I'm picking. I am. You know what? I'm going to go for another. I'm going to go for another oddball because, you know, we had Ocon win the last race. It's not that far off, but I'm going to go Pierre Gasly. He did it last year. That That's all I'm basing it on. And just if the weather is going to be awful. Anything can happen. Jerry, do you want to hazard a guess? I, I you know, I'm going to have to say uh, Hamilton's got his mojo back for Stappen's still 
kind of in a cloud a little bit, I'm going to pick Hamilton. And I'm going to pick Valtteri Bottas. <laughs> if it's raining, he's going to take out half the field. Don't laugh at me, Rob. That hurt my feelings. So, oh, when, so he, he's a scrub. He's already cracked it in. He already <laughs> knows that he's that he's, he knows he's lost his seat. He knows he's lost his seat you to George Russell for next season, and he's just packing it in. I believe in Valtteri. He's he's mailing it in for the rest of the season. <laughs> or maybe he can go drive the third Aero McLaren SP ND car next year. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Okay. He's a great driver. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get another F1 seat. Someone will kick someone out for him. So, so Rob, I've got. I, I have to ask you to explain something to me. Explain yeah. to me the team concept in F1. So, what I mean by that is, I understand how teams work. I da 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 da. But it seems like in F1, they are more than willing to sacrifice one driver for the other driver's benefit, even though the the two of them could potentially do better if they didn't. So, for example, they may tell Botas to not take tires to benefit Hamilton by blocking somebody as opposed to saying, Botas, run your best race and win. Help me understand why that's so important in F1. There's well, certain people bring in more money than other people. So that's the main thing. Like all, like all motorsport, it's a marketing thing, right? Like it's all about just marketing and making yourself appealable so that your other things that you make are profitable. So what I would say is that, like I said, whenever they make, a team they have a number one driver and this is kind of classic i think whenever uh sebastian vettel and mark weber were teammates on red bull whenever sebastian vettel was just dominating uh, i remember there was a race where there was kind of some bit of a back and forth like he still felt like he was really good even though he was getting older and there was a race where there was a bit of uh I guess a disagreement on that type of strategy. He ended up coming through and winning the race and on the team radio at the very end, like when he got congratulated by his crew chief by probably Christian Horner, whoever it was, uh, he goes, yeah, not bad for a number two driver. Just like kind of throwing it at them, <laughs> wow. right? being like, fuck you. So yeah, that that's more or less what it is. Like you, you're more or less kind of told that you're going to be deferring and what your job mm-hmm. is in a lot of cases. And some people don't like that, Jerry. Some people don't I, enjoy that or aren't even, I got an even better example whenever Jacques Villeneuve was uh, competing against and whenever he won his in 97, when he won the world drivers championship and he was down to the last race with uh, Michael Schumacher, there was a race in there. Eddie Irvine was Michael Schumacher's uh, teammate and he was told block Villeneuve. And if you don't, then you will not have a seat next season. <laughs> so like, years later, he ended up apologizing to Jacques Villeneuve and telling him, like, yeah, man, like I was on team orders and I was going to lose my seat if I didn't block you in that race. And then, Jerry, there was a time where team or- orders were prohibited in F1. Really? Yeah. That was when I first got into it. There was controversy over were team orders given based on something like were they secretly given? I remember that when I first got into it. But then obviously I've heard since they, they are wide open. They, they give them. Uh, so... Well, it's I that, guess it's that rubber band effect, just like in NASCAR. Yeah, I guess I, I hadn't thought about it. I, maybe I hadn't given it enough thought because I know in, you know, supercross racing, motocross, you know, that there's team orders there as well, because I've seen I've literally seen a racer pull over to let his team member go by because his team member is in the uh, championship points overall championship. And that racer is not kind of thing. And you see that in NASCAR, too. You do see that in a certain extent, um, you know, say you got four drivers on one team and, you know, your one of your drivers is in, it's the final four and he's going to, uh, he's fighting for the win 
in the championship, he's going one of his teammates is going to kind of let him by easier than he would an opponent. Yeah, and I, I guess it just seems like, you know, that's, to me, maybe a little different where it seems like F1, it's a little more obvious that, it, you know, it could be day one, race one, and you're still the number two driver. I think those other sports in Supercross and NASCAR and whatever, you have the opportunity to drive yourself into that number one position. Every team member does. In F1, nope, day one, Botas, you're number two, Hamilton, you're number one. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's very, there's hierarchy without a doubt. Unless you just both start at the same time. But then, like Rob said, if you got more cash coming in, Nikita. Well, I have always said if you never know the answer to a question, follow the money. Yeah, that's not, I mean, hey, somebody's got to pay for the seat and pay for it. We, we said it, what, just last week, the week before? Sponsors are necessary. It was when we were talking about Nurtech, Cody and I. Uh, you got to have money for this to all exist. This all has, it's not like, not, you know, baseball, you got to be able to throw and, and you got your talent and you train and you're fit. Auto racing, got to have the equipment and the support and the crew and the, and all that. Uh, and it, now these days, the technology, and if you don't have it, there is no motorsport. So you got to be brand loyal to the sponsors of these races, these cars, these teams. Uh, you got to be brand loyal if you love it. Or it's it's going to disappear. Uh, I don't. I think part of my and this is really changing the topic, and and then we'll wrap up. But uh, if I'm really analyzing it, part of my racing fan anxiety about the the loss of the GT Le Mans class and, and GTE class is seeing something that's motorsport that I kind of enjoyed or that I'm used to disappearing. I mean, it's not probably like it's the first time it's happened in motorsport, but uh, seeing it go. I mean, seeing something thin out. It's like, uh, is this stuff going to be around forever or is this going to one day just be virtual? You know, it's maybe a little bit of worry in the back of your mind. That's heavy. I definitely, I worry about the future of motorsport for sure. Yeah. Just with the electric, electric, no, yeah. Formula e, yeah. Right. Bob Varsha failed. Bob Varsha was on Sirius XM, uh, over the past some over the summer, uh, talking about, uh, you know, will will motorsport always be that way? And you know, as as cars become electric, uh, and, and he said what I think we all would agree was was surely in a in a an electric vehicle world, an EV world that we're obviously heading to, uh, in in everyday motor you know cars, uh, there will hopefully and surely be some kind of space where the internal combustion engine is permissible. Uh, with competition that surely the, the the planet can survive that but that is a topic for a whole other episode <laughs> oh yeah that'd be a whole yeah. episode. uh but that stuck with me too that sticks with me still because as i've said on the show uh who wants to who necessarily wants to go to any motorsport race where there are super fast golf carts not me certainly not me um uh, that's a good point to stop that's our formula one picks uh want to talk about operation motorsport benefit four hours of the Glen. Something that, that uh, we are hosting, uh, go to www.madsimracing.com forward slash opmo. That's forward slash O-P-M-O uh, to sign up for this event. We have several registrations. Uh, it's filling up quickly. Uh, we ask for a donation and the donation link is on that web page. Uh, again, madsimracing.com forward slash opmo. Broadcast four hour two man team race GT3 Pro-Am GT4Am on Podium Esports. Uh, it's going to be massive on September 12th with a support Mazda race on September 10th. 
Uh, we're going to raise some money for uh, ill and injured veterans uh, that are involved in motorsport, and that's what Operation Motorsport does. Uh, you can go back to a previous episode with Jason Leach from Operation Motorsport as a guest uh, to kind of hear more about their premise. Uh, couldn't be more excited to be trying to help them out, uh, have fun racing and sports cars at the same time. Uh, the week weekend of the 20th anniversary of 9-11 in America and the weekend before uh, they visit uh, the SRO GT America race at Watkins Glen. And uh, all of us will be there. Uh, Joel Jerry will be out of town, but uh, the, all of us generally will be there that you know on this show. Uh, and we hope that you'll come out and sign up or contribute if you can't make it. Yeah, you don't need to be a driver to contribute. I mm-hmm. will be out of town and not participating, but I've already made my contribution. Yes, sir. It's a great cause, even if you're not a driver um, or you're not an iRacer. Check it out and please contribute. Yeah, if you've if you've gone to a especially a GT America race, uh, you're you're seeing uh, beneficiaries of Operation Motorsport on these teams, uh, and uh, as we have learned and become involved, uh, they have a very significant presence on iRacing specifically. Uh, and that is uh, just incredible. Um, so check it out, madsimracing.com, into the apex.com. Uh, Jerry, we appreciate you joining us. Always a good time to have you here. And, thank you. Uh, thank you. Always enjoy it. And uh, Patrick and Rob, we'll, uh, we'll all be back next weekend. This has been Into the Apex. You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com.